Hey, what's happening, good people? Um, it is Sunday. I'm on my way to work. Oh, this is the, the Sunday special edition. No, been thinking a little bit. Um, we all have seasons. We all have our our highs and lows, our valleys that we go through. And I guess today, you know, I'm speaking particularly to the men. This can apply to women as well, but particularly for the men, because I find that in my experience, and I could be wrong, but I'm talking about my experience, that women are more vocal, uh, at least the ones that I know. When they're among friends or peers or mentors they can trust, they're a lot more vocal and in expressing how they feel, you know, and um, it's, 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 I rarely see, um, I've rarely seen a woman hold things in, probably the only one I've seen hold things in probably like a man does, like just so unnecessarily, was probably my mother, um, for those who don't know, my mother, she passed away. September 13, 2018, battling probably two years of a rare form of uh, bladder cancer, I believe. And my mother, she wanted to be superwoman. She was superwoman. But she was superwoman for different reasons. She was superwoman because she didn't have to be. She was superwoman because there were things that happened in the past that shaped her into the woman that I knew her to be. The woman that would lay her life down for her kids. The woman who would give the shirt off of her back for a friend. The woman that wanted to see you succeed. The woman who who studied so much and was diligent in all the things that she put her hands to. The one who always told me and my sisters that the sky's the limit and there's nothing that we couldn't do. The woman that, from the little bit about her past that I know, um, any woman, I believe, or anybody for this matter, who has been dealt, uh, who's been victimized by family members, who has dealt with some kind of traumatization at the hands of a supposed uh, parent or loved one, you, 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 there's some anger, there's a seed that's sown when those things happen. And as you grow, you start to lash out and take those things out on other people. It manifests in different ways. Some become introverts. Some uh, act out in, how can I say, what I've seen prevalent among a lot of young women is fathers who are either not in a household, in and out of the life of, of, of the children, or has hurt that child in any kind of way. They grow up looking for love in the wrong places because they don't know what love looks like. So they go from relationship to relationship. In Song of Solomon, it, it, it talks in, in, in poems and in, in, uh, uh, how would you say, like poetic language, where it talks a lot about the innocence and the chastity and guarding it not sharing a fountain of your youth, per se. And, and so, uh, women, 
you know, who, who didn't have fathers that were necessarily there, they they don't know how valuable and how precious they are, especially their chastity. And so what happens is in exchange for a fake type of love, a actually a form of lust, they give away this precious gift, this precious thing that's only supposed to be uh, guarded and kept for that man, that Boaz that they'll marry someday. And this is not to no fault of their own. Again, we're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. So the environment we grow up in very much shapes the way we think and uh, uh, the way we do things, how we respond, our thought process, etc., etc. And so, uh, you know, I, these are the ways I've seen it manifested. And so it becomes really hard to trust. It becomes really hard to express what an individual is going through and, and relinquish that 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 vulnerability to somebody else because their trust has been violated and broken by the ones that are supposed the, the very ones that you felt like the, a man is a protector the man is the protector he's the provider when when the the, the mother is the nurturer so it, it's like when i come in my house like for example when i come in my house i'm the last one to sleep i make sure all my doors is locked in the house I go up no matter how late I come in the house if I'm not home, you know. My wife knows the lock, both locks on the top locks. When I come home, I go in each room to check on them, to see about them, to see how they're doing. I kiss them on the forehead. When we're out walking somewhere, I'm walking on, if we're walking, let's say we in a mall or on a sidewalk on the street or wherever, I'm walking on the outside, they're on my inside. Because God forbid a car hop the curb, somebody come and try to do something crazy i'm the first line of defense and come hella high water you know i may win it i might not win it who knows but i'm going to give them hell before i let them come and touch my family and so these are ways i've seen it manifest in women now for men men we deal with things a lot differently and the same goes back the same pertains to if we didn't have a father figure or a, 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 a fatherly example of what a man looks like, what a young man looks like, what a young man should aspire to do, to be, how he should conduct himself, how he should treat a woman, what he should look for when dating, what he should and should not do. And oftentimes, even myself growing up, because, you know, my mom and my dad's relationship was, was estranged a little bit, you know, um, I internalized all my pain. I laughed to keep from crying. I made other people laugh to keep them from inquiring about what was going on with me. I did so much to keep people at bay that not even realizing that this, this, th these things I was keeping in on the inside, they, they were like a cancerous uh, cell just eating away at my soul. And so what I realized for men is we don't like to vocalize our, our emotions and our feelings and how we feel. A lot of us out here don't really like to cry in front of other men. We, we want to be strong. We might have been raised uh, uh, to be strong. We've been, we might have been raised to think or believe that crying made you a punk and that's not something that men do. But um, I'm going to tell you something. When I've accepted Christ into my life is when I accepted Christ into my life. When I actually started to want and develop a relationship that's when things really started to change because 
any man who's gotten in a relationship, especially with someone you really like, most of your time is spent with them. And if you're not with them, most of your time is thinking about being with them. And so that's how it very much was when uh, I really started to kind of understand what a relationship was in my walk in Christ. I wanted to be in my word. I wanted to pray. I wanted to talk to him all the time. And with that, there's a verse that says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And at some point in my life, I got tired of internalizing these things. I needed to get these things out because I started to want to understand why did I feel the way that I feel? This thing started to shape my very being, my very core. You know, uh, you, you, when you don't have a, a father figure or some kind of example or, or mentor to talk to, you start to accept things as they are when you really shouldn't. You start to tolerate things that won't change for your life because of the fact that you're tolerating it. And so when God says, perfect love casts out fear and, and, and love covers a multitude of sins, in my 36 years of living, there's one thing and only one thing that I've seen break through even the hardest, the hardest of hardcore. I'm not saying nothing. I got a stone cold face. I'm a lot of your face. Even though something is wrong, I'm not going to tell you what's wrong because I'm a man. And but the one thing that I've seen break through in time, all of that is love. Perfect love. Not the kind of love that doesn't make any mistakes, that mature kind of love. That love that'll love you through your mess. That love that'll love you even though you be in an a-hole. That love that'll love you even though you disrespect me. That love that even though you hurt yourself, you don't realize how much you're hurting your family members when they got to see you struggle and, 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 and go through things you shouldn't go through, knowing that you know right from wrong. That kind of love that when you come back, they it receives you with open arms that kind of love that doesn't fail that kind of love where for a season i might have to love you for a distance but my line is always open that kind of love where i will punch you in your face if this will keep you from getting your drunk behind in a car and and wrapping yourself around a pole and me never seeing you again or going upside your head or i don't even care if you grow and that kind of love that will take the belt off and whip your tail senseless just to show you that, listen, I love you enough not to leave the way that you are. And there's a time and a place for everything. There's a time where you might have to, you know, beat on somebody. And there's a time where you may have to leave them alone. But what I know as men is that when we internalize things, things that hurt, things that we haven't processed, seeds that have been sown, things we've seen our parents go through things that we might have experienced because a parent wasn't there so we were given up for adoption and things that we've experienced uh in uh homes or amongst people that weren't our parents wondering why our parents didn't want us why wondering why they abandoned us wondering why my life had to go this way or turn out this way what did i do to deserve this when you don't have somebody to lead and guide you through this and understand why these things work and I'm not saying there's always an answer to these things, but there's this thing called healing and deliverance. And there's nothing wrong with therapy for those who go to therapy, for those who uh, uh, go to therapy to your local church. There's nothing wrong with that. Actually, I quite, I really encourage folks to do that because as quiet as it's kept, a lot of us don't even interpret the word of God correctly. So we be taking things at face value, and, and a lot of times we be trying to interpret the scripture, and it don't even mean 
it don't even mean the thing that we think it means. We be taking it out of context. We be quoting half of it. I mean, do you know that the word of God was written as really one long, like, like there were no chapters when the book when the book was being written. Like if you look at the New Testament and the epistles, you might look at them as chapters, but those were really long letters. They were all letters. Now, now tell me this. If 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 somebody wrote you a letter, would you read a letter as a textbook? If you were studying for an exam, would you read an exam the same way you would read a newspaper? No, you have to read those things in its proper context. And so, you know, we take scriptures like the first shall be last and the last shall be first. You know, because we been, uh, what's the word? Um, and this gets me, this gets me. It's crazy because, you know, this is the thing I see people do when they feel like they've been wrong but they not checking themselves and examining their life. And then the pastor's preaching a good word. And it's like, they want to pick and choose what they want to pick and choose and, and act like that apply to their situation. And they the one that's getting uh, the short end of the stick. When in reality, they just not doing what they supposed to be doing. So now they dealing with consequences of their actions. But you know, that's a whole nother thing. That ain't why I got on here. But what I'm simply saying is as men, it's imperative that we talk to one another. It's imperative that we get with one another. It's imperative that we stop being prideful and stop acting so stupid and stubborn and 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 uh, avoiding the opportunities and the resources that are out there for us. Some of us go to churches that have men, uh, men's groups. Uh, some of us avoid uh, places that have programs where they have big brother programs or, or mentorship programs or whatever uh, uh, is available out there. But this whole thing with keeping things to ourselves because we got to wear it and really in retrospect, we're just too prideful to, to really explain or, or want to tell somebody how we feel because on the one hand, we might be looking for absolution. We might be looking for uh, uh, a, a, a quick fix it. You know what I'm saying? And what we have to understand is one when it's a situation that we've kind of created and we've lived in it for a very long time there is no quick fix for that it's like we don't realize like we don't realize like the things our actions all have consequences good bad or indifferent and what we have to understand is that you can't be a person who who sins Meaning you you basically doing stuff you don't have any business doing because you know people want to get funny about what they want to classify as sin, big sin, little sin. Look, in the eyes of God, sin is sin. Even if you think about murdering somebody, it sin is sin. Even if you commit adultery in your mind, if you're having sex with somebody else's woman and you're married in your mind, that's that's sin. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, now that whoever heard this, you held accountable for it, so you can't act like you don't know nothing about it. I just broke it down for you. But you know, we'll do things. And we're the ones that set the course of, of our lives by the decisions we make. And because we made so many bad decisions, we just want it to all disappear and leave. We want a quick fix, but there is no quick fix. But the first thing we need to do is acknowledge that we first got a problem. We need to first acknowledge that there's something going on. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I got issues or something is wrong with me. I just don't know what the heck it is. And I need somebody to help me process this and interpret this. That's why a lot of us, a lot of men out here lose their minds and they out here seeing how many notches they could get under the belt. Because in our own way, we're looking for love in all the wrong places. Because if our mama wasn't there or our pops wasn't there to show us how to be a man, show us that, 
you know, sleeping with another girl every night doesn't really make you a man. You know, uh, uh, they didn't, we didn't have somebody there to show us what respect is, how to respect your elders, how to respect the lady, how to respect ourselves. We didn't have somebody there to show us that. And so we're going through life idolizing rappers. What 90% of them are out here are liars. And though a lot of this stuff is for entertainment, there's a lot of people that really live by these albums. There's some people that, that consider, uh, you know, some of these rappers out here, they daddies, they father figures, and that's the code that they live by. Let me get as many chicks as I can get. Let me, uh, uh, let me get money, whatever way I can, how fast I can. And they go through their life living this way. And, 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 and it's, it's the, it's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. That's what caused Adam and Eve to fall. And so we want money because we might come from an environment where we were broke and didn't have a lot. We might not want to be hurt. So some of us, you know, we grow up becoming lawyers or, or, or boxers or or just very guarded and not letting nobody in our space or our circle. You know, we our environment shapes the 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 the, the mentality and 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 our 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 conduct and, and how we you know conduct ourselves and 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 just our way of thinking. Now don't now that doesn't mean that you are subjected to that and you are um that's who you are as a man or a woman. I'm just simply saying to understand where we're going, we got to understand where we came from. We got to understand, okay, how did I get in this position? What doors did my grandpa or my uncle or, or who did what to me? What happened to me when I was a child? Why do I act, think, respond, talk, uh, uh, conduct myself this way? Why do I do the things that I do and I know they aren't right? I know that they're keeping me from having great relationships. I know they're keeping me from the blessings of God. We got to understand the genesis and the origin of things, but I understand that that stuff is really difficult to deal with some of it some of it some of us we the, the stuff goes so deep and it hurts so much and we dealt with it for so long we we don't even want to remember it man like like it'll take a like a hit a hypnotist to like really like dig real deep into our subconscious and really go deep for all the stuff that has happened to us that we buried that that are, are the hindrances or the are the stumbling blocks to why we can't get it together today and so for men you know, when we go through stuff, man, find a trusted brother. It might not be in the church, you know, but the church is for the sick. It ain't for the perfect. It's for the sick. It's for all of us that got issues and got problems and, and, and forget what you heard. Stop being stop being stupid and stop stop listening to what everybody says churches is this and churches is that little quiet as is kept you on your job and folk might say they hate their job and they hate their boss but you're not stopping you're not calling out you're not deciding to wake up and not go maybe some now some of you out there and that's probably why you ain't got no job but for others you ain't not going to your job because somebody don't like it you ain't not going to your job because somebody cussed you out or is treating you like crap or 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 you know is giving you a hard time and we do that at the very place where we can get help and get deliverance. You see what I'm saying? Now, you know, again, you got to vet it. You got, you know, I'm not saying all churches are created equal. I'm just saying, go where you can get fed and get help. Because man, we need our psychological, we need our, our mental to be healthy, man. I'm telling you, we can't be the best fathers. We can't be the best husbands. We can't be the best brothers, uncles, uh, uh, priests. We can't be the best nothing if we're not the best version of ourselves. And that starts with being self-aware and understanding that Christ, the Holy Spirit, he who lives within me is greater than he who is in the world. For those who don't understand what that means, again, first off, 
for those who don't have the opportunity that may listen to this message, if you do not know Christ as Lord and Savior over your life and you want the opportunity to accept them, you're like, I've come to a fork in the road where I want to do things differently. I want to turn over a new leaf. Hey, man, hit me up. Hit me up on the inbox, comment, DM me. I will be happy to pray with you and guide you through that process. I am a youth minister. I will be happy to guide you through that process. You might not be in the church, but I'm bringing the church to you. Hit me up. I will pray with you. I will pray for you. That's what I do. I don't mind it. But we need somebody to talk to. We need somebody to help us process what the heck are we going through because we'll end up making decisions because we get desperate and now it's something we can't take back. And now we, re we, we, we live our life with regrets, wishing that we were able to do it differently. Well, I'm opening the door for that opportunity for those out there who want to do it differently. Share this with somebody. Share this with a man that needs this, that wants to do things differently. We have an awesome uh, uh, Sons with a Testimony. That's our men's ministry. We have an awesome ministry at our church, Restoration Tabernacle, 7 Pleasant View Road, Port Deposit, Maryland. We meet every first Friday at 8 p.m. Sometimes we go out to eat. Sometimes we at the church. But we talk about real stuff that men need to talk about. So we can be the best version we can be for our families, for our kids, for God, for whatever it is that our purpose is on this earth. But we got to get this stuff out that we bury deep inside that we're keeping inside because it's not healthy, y'all. So, you know, that's my rant right now. I'm about to go in here, you know, get something to eat. But uh, once again... Uh, please share, subscribe, comment, and um, if you like the podcast, uh, please support it by you know going to the uh, the, the the link for um, you know the donations. If you want to throw something, a love offering, whatever you want to do, I greatly appreciate it. It'll help keep this podcast going. And uh, remember, make the most of every opportunity. Um, you know, add value to somebody's life, and always keep God first. Peace.